And this is Andy. Welcome to Hugging and Learning, the podcast during which we watch very special episodes of TV from the past to see what they have to teach us today. Today we are going to do our very first episode of Gummy Bears, which is fully titled Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. And the episode is called What You See Is Me. This is season one, episode 11A. You can watch it on Disney+. Plus. It premiered December 7th, 1985, and it was written by Bob Langens or Bruce Talkington. It doesn't specify who wrote which segment. I looked it up. Bob Langens is the one who wrote this uh, episode, which is convenient because that's the person that I looked up when I figured out who wrote you wrote what? What? Great. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> no, no, I have to hurry. We don't have much time here. This fucking episode. It's 10 minutes and two things happened. Okay. It's, we're basically, did you hear the title? All right. We'll see you next time. All right. You wrote what, Bob Langens? You, 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 you wrote what? Uh, Bob Langens uh, wrote, on, wrote the story for 36 episodes of The Smurfs. Wow. Sure. Didn't write the scripts, just wrote the story. So I chose one at random, the first mm-hmm. one that popped out, which was called The Smurf Who Couldn't Say No. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not great. Um, <laughs> I was like, I hope this isn't about anything. So it turns out the, the plot of the episode is Smurf Village picks one Smurf to go fetch the magical Foxfire from a dangerous swamp guarded by a monster, but Scary Smurf doesn't want to go and do it, so they find another Smurf. (laughs) That's all that the synopsis says, but then the one bit of trivia, which really, I think, gives you the other piece of the puzzle... The one piece of trivia about this episode is is marks the only time, the one and only appearance of Pushover Smurf, <laughs> <laughs> which I wish that was a joke that I was making, but I am not smart enough. There's my Halloween costume for 2020. Push- Everyone else is going to go as Joe Exotic, and I, in a very topical move, I'm going to go as Pushover Smurf. Well, you should go as Pushover Smurf, who had felt like he had to dress up as Joe Exotic. <laughs> There's going to be layers and layers to this. Oh, my gosh. That Carol Baskin smurfed her husband. <laughs> Carol Baskin smurf. So... Uh, gummy bears. Let's talk about the show because it is kind of um, not groundbreaking, but it is a, it is a an interesting show in that it was Disney's first, one of two first uh, animated shows produced by Walt Disney Animation Television. Mm-hmm. It was loosely inspired by the Gummy Bears candies, which were yeah. invented in, by Haribo in the 1920s, but that is not a registered trademark. Gummy Bear is like jelly bean. Anyone can make a gummy bear, so they oh. did not have to get copyright clearance from Haribo. So Michael Eisner had recently taken over Walt Disney, and Walt Disney had, uh, for years, 
for a number of reasons, they didn't want to do animated TV series, even though they were known for animated movies. Part of it was that they didn't think that um, the quality could stand up to the movies. Sure. So we can't animate shows every week that will look as good as our movies do. So then they're going to look like crap and they'll have our name on them and we don't want to do that. So for a long time, Disney had stayed away from animated shows. But Eisner thought that... um, this was going to be essential for the company going forward, that they were going to have to, at some point, start doing animated TV. So Gummy Bears and the Woozles, or Wuzzles, Woozles, I think. Yeah, Wuzzles. They were the first two series that launched, and Woozles uh, fizzled after one year, but Gummy Bears uh, went on and on. And yeah. they picked the gummies, allegedly, because his kid really liked the candy, and he thought, that's interesting. Uh, and then... They didn't want to do anything with Mickey Mouse because he was deemed too special to put on TV. So they didn't want to have a Mickey Mouse show. It had to be something else. And he thought that the gummy bears, kids already knew about them. They had name recognition and it Mm -hmm. could be kind of fun and they could invent a whole mythology. And a bunch of people told him it was a stupid idea or a bunch of the like writers and animators didn't want to do it, but he was Michael Eisner. So they had to. He was the big boss. Remember when Disney really thought things through like that? When they were like, (laughs) wait a second, what does this mean about our brand? It was a big, it was a big discussion. Yeah. They've just done a live-action animated remake of the animated Lion King, which isn't live-action because it's also all animation. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Which is Hamlet with lions. So, uh, it is Hamlet with it lions. It is Hamlet with lions. So, Hamlet's the Lion King with people. <laughs> Who knows which one came first? Chelsea, I don't have time yeah, to look we, that Yeah, we up. don't just have time talking. to jazz research nope. that. Um, Gummy Bears, <laughs> the series, premiered on NBC on September... 14th 1985 and aired for four seasons it moved to abc for its last season from 1989 to 1990 there were 65 distinct shows 30 of them consisted of two 11 minute cartoons bringing the series total to 95 distinct episodes overall and now i want to do a new segment uh for the show that i'm calling you voiced what (laughs) all right So, Zummy Gummy, who is the wisest of the gummy bears and sort of the lore keeper, is voiced by Paul Winchell, who also voiced Tigger in all the Winnie the Pooh cartoons. Sure. And Gargamel on the Smurfs and Marmaduke on Heathcliff and literally hundreds of other roles. Yeah. In addition to being a voice actor extraordinaire, Paul Winchell was one of America's best loved ventriloquists, as well as an actor, um, just, uh, you know, you saw his body type of actor, and an inventor. Um, and his daughter, April Winchell, currently voices Clarabelle Cow within the Disney universe. So, oh, cool. yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. His, because um, um, I recognized his voice immediately, and I was like, oh, I know that voice because sure. it's Tigger. And also, write your congressman now if you'd like it to be the term to be changed to see their body actors instead of just actors. <laughs> I feel like you should do that. Man, Tom Cruise is still a really good see your body actor. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, do you have a snack today? I. I don't. Just the same snack as last time. Love these chips. <laughs> I have gummy bears, of course. Oh, wow. You did it. They're but they're in fancy. The bowl and here and there. Oh, what are they? Why are they? Are they cheese gummy bears? They're from Lolly and Pops, oh. that fancy store, which has all yeah. kinds of fancy gummy bears and boozy gummy bears. These are, this is creamsicle. Oh, it looks like Colby Jack cheese it does. gummy bears, which I would be fine with. I'm good. You put <laughs> cheese flavor in anything. It's good. <laughs> and Concord grape. Um, okay, well, fancy. And things. yeah, 
I have them with me for my snack today, but I had them before quarantine because obviously the candy store is not open right now. But no. um, I've I've had them in my little um, gummy bear jar since before quarantine, and they're still very good because gummy bears kept airtight container don't really go bad ever. Sure, it's nature's honey. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh my okay. god. Well, all, all right. right. Enjoy that snack and tell me all about it. What is sugar like? What was sugar? What was sugar? Daddy, tell me about sugar. Miles, Daddy, what was sugar? All right. All right. Miles is going to give a review as well. He, he normally doesn't eat sweets, but he went in on this. Yeah, I, I tried the Concord grape. It's good. It's a good, it's a solid grape flavor. It doesn't taste super artificially. And then it's just your, your typical, you know, lovely gummy bear texture yeah yeah these are real good the creamsicle ones taste exactly like you think too i mean all the gummy bears from lally and pops are top-notch gummy bears well you can kind of pretend uh the one of them's orange and the other one's purple so you can pretend they're grammy is the orange one and then zummy is the purple one so it's like you're eating those characters yeah i think that's what they want kids to focus on when they (laughs) hope you're happy if i learned anything from the m&m world they're they're fine with it yeah yeah they're fine with it oh sure all right so let's let me tell you about the ordinary world of gummy bears good luck so gummy bears are anthropomorphic bears who have a long and rich history and are uh they live in the world with humans but most humans don't think that they really exist they think they're legends or fairy tales quick note during this time period, there were so many bear-oriented cartoons on the air. This is, again, from Mental Floss, my favorite website. Um, but they make a list of all the mid-'80s anthropomorphic bear cartoons. We got gummy bears. Uh-huh. We got Berenstein bears. Care bears. And also, there was an Ewoks, furry Ewoks, um, who looked like teddy bears uh, sitcom. So there oh, sure. were a lot of... A lot of this was like, like we talked about the, uh, the chimp focused years of the 60s yeah. we've got we've 80s got a world world about them bears. 80s bears for whatever reason so in the series it is said that in ancient times the great gummies and humans lived peacefully side by side but for reasons we don't really know the great gummies were forced to flee and they left behind small scattered populations of bears to watch over gummy cities and warrens such as the main group of this series the gummy glen gummies and the Gummy Glen Gummies are supposed to keep gummy knowledge alive and uh, until such time as humans and gummies can peacefully coexist again. And the, which we all know never happened because we are still no. eating them to this day. Yes, exactly. We're still waiting for that great day to come. Uh, the, gummy, the Great Gummies left behind a big book of gummy wisdom in which the bears record the good and noble deeds that they accomplish. They also harvest gummy berries. This is very important for this episode. Sure. They harvest gummy berries that grow wild in the forest, and they use them to produce a powerful juice known as gummy berry juice, which makes the gummy bears bounce very quickly, but in humans, it provides short-lived superhuman speed and strength. And just based yeah. on my memory, their their main nemesis is Duke Igthorn, yep. who doesn't make a lot of sense, is trying to take over the kingdom, but is a duke, so he must have been giving his power by the king. Yeah, uh, it's, it I gets watched a little the pilot just to kind of I like did too, yeah. have some grounding. Also, That's I had to not. look it up on IMDb. They mostly don't have human friends except for... Um, in this episode, they make a new one, but their sort of constant human friends are these kids, Kevin, who is a page, and Princess Kala, 
Kevin is the worst name I've ever heard. It's you're either it's Kevin real. or you're Calvin. Kevin is not a thing, and it sounds too close where to that other came things. From. Yeah, it's like you're constantly going to when you meet somebody, you are going to hear, "Wait, what?" Yeah, Kevin. And then no, you'll have to Kevin. say, "Oh, it's Calvin without an L." And then they're like, "Why, so Kevin?" <laughs> yeah, yes. So yeah, it's the worst. You just and changed it's not it to even Kevin like, at that point. It's not even like, oh, well, this is this is medieval times or whatever. So this is a name that used to be popular, but it's not anymore. Kevin has never been a name. It's, it's not never, a thing. It's not a name. It's not a thing. Mm-mm. So uh, end of talking about Kevin because he's not in this episode. Now I'm going to talk about him anymore. So uh, let's kick off. You sure, this. because we've got time. We have time <laughs> if you need it. I'm I'm looking at my current one page of notes, and I'm pretty sure if you wanted to go on and on about Kevin. Or any Kevins you might know. It's fine. (laughs) So Grammy Gummy uh, is laid up. She's got a broken foot in the uh, ordinary world. Right. Which is weird because, okay, so Tummy, it opens with Tummy being Tummy, who's the the fat one. uh, He's the oldest one, according to Wikipedia. Tummy is the oldest one. You would think, but Tummy is apparently the oldest, according to Wikipedia. I think Wikipedia... He's that. basically like Bill Murray crossed with Woody Harrelson. Well, later, it's Lorenzo later Music, years. who has a, there's an interesting vocal history. Um, Please uh, do. For, for, he's a hearing a voice actor, um, <laughs> not a looking, seeing a <laughs> no, body actor. Not seeing the body actor. Lorenzo Music uh, was um, a voice actor. He was featured on the Mary Tyler Moore show as just the voice of the, the uh, doorman. It's a very lazy voice. Sounds a lot like Bill Murray. Uh, and when they did a Ghostbusters television show called The Real Ghostbusters, Lorenzo Music of Orange County, Bill Murray's <laughs> yes, the boy. You think they, they tipped over a bunch of tables? That's my Slimer. Anyway, uh, uh, when when they did that cartoon series, Lorenzo Music did the voice of Bill Murray's character from Ghostbusters. Then Lorenzo Music passed away, I think, in the 90s. Uh, Before that, he also voiced Garfield the Cat in the Garfield cartoon. And then when they made a live, quote-unquote, live-action Garfield, they got Bill Murray to voice Lorenzo Music's voice as Garfield. It's a weird back-and-forth between two guys who sound eerily similar. So eerily Tummy, similar. One is a seeing the, the body oldest? actor and one is a hearing the voice actor. <laughs> Lord of what what are mimes? They're still seeing the body actors. They're just looking at the face actors. I don't know what they are. I don't know either. Well this is your your terminology stuff is confusing, Chelsea, but I support your <laughs> democratic right to try to introduce it to Congress. It doesn't seem like now is the right time, but you do whatever you want. Can you imagine um, someone someone said something the other day about how Congress is still like Congress is still hearing bills and things? And I was like, mm-hmm. can you imagine the Zoom meetings between those thousand year old men trying to figure out how to meet in their committees? Oh my God! Is that why my stimulus check isn't here yet? I can't because believe like, the Saturday Night Live hasn't done that sketch yet. Oh, they did. They did. Oh no, of Congress zooming. Oh, of Congress doing it. Yeah, they had like uh, old receptionists yeah, trying to do I saw that, that one. with a lot of fun background stuff. So, um, uh, so oh, tell in me, case we haven't mentioned, oh, Duke Igthorne, sure. the nemesis of the gummies, also has an army of ogres that he yep. 
commands, and they're all super because dumb. he commands, but they're stupid. Also, his yep. main goal is to get the secrets from the gummy bears, including the secret of gummy berry juice, which makes human beings strong for like five seconds. Yeah. He it's got his hands on worthless. some in the pilot, and after yeah. that was constantly trying to get catch a gummy bear so he could get them. Also, they do magic. They have spells, and he knows Here's that. Here's a hot take. So he... Here's a hot take. Live action update of the gummy bears. Adam Driver is Duke Eggthorn. <laughs> yes. Were you just saying that because he has a big nose? No, I, I was thinking about his broad frame, actually. Yeah. Yep. Now that so, you mention it, sure. Sure. In On this episode of The Real Gummy Bears of Gummy Glen, Grammy Gummy is laid up with a broken foot inside right. Gummy Glen, which is the tree they all live in. And Tummy Gummy <laughs> is apologizing like he's like it's his fault that she's hurt, although they don't explain that. There's and a weird moment... To, there's a weird moment you'll find in like some edited cartoons where like clearly the the tummy is still talking, but there's no more voice acting and then they just quickly <laughs> cut away. So it sounds like what they meant to have happen was tummy apologize for something that he did, like leaving out a stick of butter or something. Get it? He's fat. Uh, and like Grammy slipping on it. So she's hurt her foot and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But then he doesn't claim responsibility. So it's a little right. weird. We missed that part, but you're supposed to interpret this as it's his fault. The end. Sure. She's um, he's trying to do everything for her, down to like scratching her nose. But this is so annoying that she kicks him out of Gummy Glen, and he's like, "But you're helpless. But what are you going to do?" Calls her like, a, straight up calls her an invalid. Invalid. Like, you're an invalid. <laughs> a lot of terminology thrown around that we don't really do anymore. <laughs> I think calling someone invalid, in essence, is not the thing we're doing. No, we're not doing that anymore. So he kicks, he gets kicked out of Gummy Glen. She's like, go away and do not come back until supper. So then we cut to the campsite of Duke Igthorn and the ogres. And he has created a trap to catch a gummy bear, which basically looks like a coconut split in half. Um, And he puts some gummy berries in the middle. And he's like, this is going to work great. You two ogres never... go set it up. We're going to catch a gummy bear. Yeah. I don't understand this trap at all. It would involve the gummies <laughs> stomping on the berries. <laughs> like, that was their reaction. <laughs> That's the only way it works. So he gets the ogres to go out and set up these traps, which he calls the gummy grabbers. Uh, so these it's traps. It's a catchy name. It's, yeah, well, you know, for as, as much use as they're going to get. The ogres <laughs> go and set them up. And, uh-oh, just in time, uh, Tummy, again, the oldest gummy? That doesn't, that's weird. I'm telling uh, this is according to Wikipedia, so who knows? Well, there must be a portrait of him somewhere in Gummy Glen <laughs> getting older and thinner. Um, get it? He's overweight. Um, he steps through the trap, takes some berries. He's like, that was great, and moves along. And the ogres are like, oh, shit, well, why don't we just chase him? And that's yeah. the, that's what they do. They chase him all the they way to a give nearby chase. sheep farm slash small house. Yes. They uh, they chase him toward the home of a shepherdess where he jumps into a pen full of sheep and they grab what they think is tummy, but it's actually a sheep. And the, yeah. he jumps into the house through a window. And then he is confronted by a large Doberman-looking dog, which he's scared of at first, but then he realizes that the dog is friendly and the human that's standing behind the dog can't see him. Cause remember right. he's like a mythical creature. They're so, not meant to be seen by human beings ever, yeah. 
but he accidentally stumbles into Annie Wilkes' house from Misery, uh, <laughs> who's it. pretending to be blind just to get him comfortable enough so she can break his legs and make him write a romance novel. She uh, speaks, it's a real he weird speaks turn. like, this is your fanfic is what's happening Truly. right now. Speaking of which, speaks, time out real quick, because we have nothing but time here. Uh, I, because this was such a short, abbreviated episode, I did look up Gummy Bear fanfic to do a classic oh fanfic reading. And they were all so detestable. And so, not to kink shame anybody, but they had such shameful kinks. <laughs> They're just, it was not, I couldn't, I couldn't read them enough to find something to read to you. So this is, again, this is me saying you're welcome, Chelsea and audience. <laughs> and number two, like TLC said, don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the fanfics and rivers that you're used to. Gummy bear oh, fanfic God. is gross as fuck. Please stay away oh, from it. No. Take my advice. There are things that I cannot unread now. I just got full body shivers in a bad way. That was one of the that was one of the kinks. Oh, um, so, so it turns out that uh, this lady who lives here is named Trina, yeah. and she is a blind lady. Yes, and um, she gives us our sort of soft call to adventure, which is that. Mm-hmm. We already know that Tummy needs to learn sensitivity around people who are differently abled because he failed sure. at that with Grammy. Um, but here he has another shot with this blind shepherdess, Trina. And Trina says... And he doesn't do a great job immediately. He says, you're blind, like he's announcing someone has cancer. He's like, you're <laughs> blind. Yeah. She says, I'm going to make some pancakes if you want to stick around. And he's like, yep, I agree. So she thinks he's a human or something. She touches right. his face and she's like, oh, you have a fuzzy face. But it, she might think he has beard or something. He speaks like a human. So she doesn't sure. know he's a gummy bear. Um, yeah, I guess. But she knows he's some, some sort of creature, maybe. Yeah. There's a weird intimation here about, like, maybe she knows and she's just like, well, whatever. Right. But this is a meeting with the mentor as well as a call to adventure. Trina is going to be mm. our mentor figure for this episode. Um, so now we go into the special world. We cross the first threshold um, where our hero answers the call to adventure. Trina asks Tummy, why are the ogres chasing you? And... Um, He's like, well, you know, uh, he doesn't really give a very good explanation. And then they start walking out to her well, and Tummy says, let me do that. You're helpless. And she's <laughs> just fucking she, ballsy, yes. by the way. But granted, she's not going to be able to find you if she wants to hit you, but, you know, it's still not something right. that you do. Matrina's having none of that. She's basically like, I live here by myself all the time. <laughs> do you think I've just been waiting for you to, to <laughs> right. show me where water was? Right. Thank goodness you're finally here. I and my sheep were about to die. And yeah. she's like, it's not, she's like, I, helpless, you think? And she immediately expertly draws some water. And he's like, how did you do that? She says, well, I know where everything is. Right. She you stares know. straight ahead, eyes wide open, in a very good animated representation of a blind person. I right. like that they don't have, a lot of times in cartoons, blind people wear glasses, which I think is just a good, oh, sig- sure. it's, it's like a signifier for the character, but it doesn't actually, in this case, prepare a child to meet a blind person if they don't know any blind people. Um, yeah. You're so think I, they all have John Lennon glasses on. Exactly. Um, and so, and it can be a little off putting to talk to someone whose eyes are not focused on you. Uh, so I think that. 
they did a good job here. If this is meant to like make kids more comfortable with someone who's visually impaired, I think they, they animated her in a way that felt sensitive, but also um, more realistic. Yeah. Uh, cut forward because there's no time to lose here. And tummy <laughs> is chock full of pancakes. Uh, and they're at the well, I guess, cleaning the dishes at the well. Look, yeah. I don't understand what Trina's life is like or, or anything. <laughs> sure. She's cleaning it in the same well she draws water from. You do whatever, Trina. Congratulations on building a house, I guess. Uh, that must have taken forever. Um, so with her super hearing, which all people who have lost one sense, their other senses are supernatural, like the documentary Daredevil that was on Netflix. Yep. Um, I did do research the documentary. on this, actually. It's only, did you? It's the only research I did for this episode. But we'll what get to else that would you end. research? Rafters? <laughs> hay bales? Ogres? <laughs> pancakes? Uh, so Trina says, wait a second, I hear some ogres coming. And Tommy's like, I can't hear those. And I, sp- I suppose we're supposed to be like... Well, who's who's fucking worthless? Who's the invalid now, Tummy? Right. <laughs> and so, so she she tells Hummy Tummy to hide in her attic, which is full of hay. Her hayloft. Do do sheep eat hay? I don't know. Maybe sure. It's well, just it it's up, just but... dried grass, and they eat grass. But so she hears someone coming. Tummy doesn't. They go into the hayloft, and she knows how many steps are between these beams and when to duck and tummy's impressed and he says that's amazing and she says no that's practice um so we're just getting a real picture of a very self-sufficient woman here who's learned her how to get around her routine and her home and like take care of herself really well and Mm -hmm. he hides in the hay and then toad wart who is um duke eggthorn's kind of like little henchman uh, yeah, he's and, like the leader of the ogres, but he's like of. tiny. He's very small. Yeah. Um, right. He and two big dumb ogres come in and they proceed to check the house. And Trina says, Oh, I'm just a poor little blind woman. And then proceeds to poke them and knock them over and smack them with her cane all while faking innocence and pretending she doesn't know what she's doing to them. Um, just like Annie Wilkes did. I'm just saying there's, there's a parallel here. <laughs> and eventually saying. they've had enough and they leave without finding tummy. Um, and hey, so already, I've, I've figured out what this should be called, by the way, misery what? bears, but misery <laughs> spelled with an I. <laughs> misery bears. So now Tummy has to admit that this helpless woman can not only defend herself, but he s- saved his fuzzy butt too. So, right. And she does feel his butt later on to make sure that it is fuzzy. Uh, yeah. No, Tony... that was, that doesn't happen in the episode. That's just from your fanfic. Oh, that's right. That's, uh, yeah. that's a different yeah. kind of gummy bears. Uh, um, okay. So once they, uh, they're gone, um, Trina tells, uh, Tommy that they need to set up booby traps right. for a booby. Cause he's like, I should go. And she says, well, you can't leave before dark cause they'll see you. So yeah. he's like, what if they come back? And she says, we'll be ready, you know, home alone style. So... Back at Camp Ogre, Iggy, which is what I call Duke Igthorn uh, for shortness, Iggy has marshaled his troops, and one of the ogres that went to the house before admits that they didn't check the hayloft, so he's like, ah, I have to do it myself. It's the most obvious hiding place. So, back to (laughs) Trina's house we go. Iggy knocks on the door, backed up by like 10 ogres, and... Please enter is what we hear. And the door to the cottage swings open on its own and it's completely dark inside. And Mm -hmm. he's like, ah, it's all dark in here. And she says, you get used to it. 
And then the door she uses, slams shut. She uses like natural awkwardness to get him to stop asking questions. She's <laughs> yes. like, well, I'm fucking blind. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't oh, right, have sorry. any, no further questions. <laughs> <laughs> so he hits, he, sh- these are the booby traps as laid out. He trips over yeah. stool. He hits his head on the beams in the hayloft. Then he smacks his sword onto something that's covered in hay, which he thinks is going to be the gummy bear, but it's an anvil. Part of me is like, do you really want to be slicing up the person you're trying to get secrets from? This seems like a bad you know, way to find a gummy bear. Yeah. But anyway, so then he uh, he is very pissed, and he's like, I'm going to have my ogres tear this place to splinters, and then he falls out of the hayloft, and he thinks he found the gummy bear, but it's Watcher the Doberman who bites yeah. him. Um, and then as he's sitting there uh, sort of licking his wounds, Trina's like, Oh, you're so smart and pretty, and you have the face of a born leader, and right. she just starts She's, flattering him. Yeah, it's, it's flattery throughout seems to be her 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 go to is like, I'll make him think I'm real into him, and then fuck him up. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it works. It's, it works. It's it's a funny commentary on the fact that like everyone underestimates her, and that's her superpower. Because yeah. there's a weird thing where it's like, well, she's obvi- she's blind. She couldn't lie, you know, or something. Like, you know, like blind people can't lie. That's a thing we know. That's true. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And if you put them in water for too long, their feet turn into fins. It's yeah, blind it's people. The whole they're, thing. They're, they're weird. <laughs> so uh, Iggy takes her outside and he yells at the ogres and he's like, "You had me looking for a dog. That furry thing you saw was a dog. And worse, you disturbed this very intelligent lady." And right. then he says, "They'll never bother you again." And pats her on the head. So patronizing, and then they all leave, and uh, then Trina and Tummy have supper together. They have supper together, obviously, and now it's dark, so he can go back, and he's like, well, I'm going to miss you, and she's like, can you find your way back? Spoiler, he'll never come back here. Uh, (laughs) We'll never see him come back here. It's this weird thing where it's, it, it always gets weird when you are trying to show fondness between two people who have just met because it's this weird, like intimated romance kind of a thing, but not really, but it's still like weird, awkward pauses that sort of make it. And then Tommy, like a fucking turd, (laughs) uh, (laughs) like a little fucking turdy gummy. Um, (laughs) he's like, she's like, do you think you can find your way back? And he's like, yeah, my eyes closed. Bitch, because <laughs> I can see. <laughs> she laughs at that. She likes uh, blind blind What's people. What's she gonna humor, do? What else is she gonna do? What else is she gonna do? And cry? she says, <laughs> she says blind goodbye, my fine cry. furry friend. Blind people can't cry. <laughs> That's one thing we know. Uh, she says goodbye, my fine furry friend, whoever you are. And yeah. then we have that was all Tess allies and enemies. We are going back to approach <laughs> sure. the inmost cave, which Good is Gummy Lord. Glen. So the back at Gummy tree. Glen, the inmost tree, uh, Tommy hey, Chelsea, passes. Chelsea, I'm going to need you to slow down. This is the last <laughs> line of this plot, and we need to pad this out for 30 more minutes. So if you could just say one word, and then we'll sit in silence for a while, and then the next one. Please go ahead as slowly as possible. Actually, I have a lot to say about this. Do you? <laughs> this line. All right, well, I'm going to go, and then you can just... Actually, no, this is a really fucked up moment. I think it this is. is why they've they've cut out the fact that Tummy was probably responsible, like it directly is. responsible. So what go happens ahead. is Gummy, uh, Grammy Gummy is sitting there by the fire in, where he left her, and he uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, and then we have the Supreme Ordeal, which consists of she ap- apologizes for yelling at him earlier. I know you were only trying to help, and... 
Then she says, tell you what, why don't you get me that book? And he responds, nope, you should learn to do for yourself. And that's the end of the episode. And I'm like, tells her to go to hell. What? Now he's gone to the other extreme. The idea being like, I used to think that people who had a physical difference couldn't do anything. And now I think we shouldn't help them at all. And there's no way that a kid realizes that that is a joke. There is no way that a kid is like, oh, har har, that's another joke. It's not even much like a a joke. It is... He pre- I mean, it's pretty supposed much to be says, like, now he's a dum-dum, right? Because he can't get the nuance of like no, when you're I, supposed to help. But like, what is a kid supposed to do with that? Well, no, I took it the I took it the opposite way where he was like doting on her and that was like a problem at the beginning. And now he's learned that people with, with disabilities uh, are, you know, the same as you and me and can function all on their own. The difference here being someone who's born with a disability uh, has must learn to adjust to, to life and has time to do that and things like that. Somebody who's hurt their foot has never been. Well, the difference you know, for me that is never talked about is the difference between when someone asks you for help and when you force your help upon them. Exactly. It's when someone says, please bring me that book and you say, no, fuck you, get it for yourself. Hey, that's go still hop rude. off a cliff, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so the point seems that they're trying to make or that they set out to make seems to be the difference between people who want help and people who don't you would think so but, but it's they just never so, ever yeah, make that no, clear it's not at all but I, I don't think it's played for a joke as much as it is hey we've taught you during this whole thing that people who are differently able don't need any help ever good night yeah, and if they ask for it, then they should learn to do for themselves. Please tell them to fucking stuff it. Please tell if them they... to look up Trina in the woods and see how well she gets along. But tell them not to look up Trina <laughs> Trina Get Some Wood, the gummy fanfic that I read, which God. was not fun. Look, it's been... I'm going to have to get some therapy for the gummy <laughs> adventures that I'm... And therapy spelled with an I. Um, <laughs> therapy. Uh, cool. That's the end of the episode. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that is a, it's a real dud of a, in terms of teaching kids anything. <laughs> Why? What, but what, the funny thing is, is that it does a good job of teaching you that blind people sure. are, can be self-sufficient and don't need your pity and don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it, it does teach you something about how normal it is to be visually impaired. But in terms of like how a kid should interact with a person like that, you don't you don't get any sort of clear no. directive or understanding. No, it's, it should just be Tommy's journey of like, you know, I can't do something because of this. It just, there's a different way to do this and it doesn't involve <laughs> telling a, telling a woman with a broken foot to go straight, hobble, hobble straight to hell. <laughs> Uh, can I ask you, because uh, a little peek behind the curtains, this is an episode that you you chose, um, and based on the title, by the way, What You See Is Me, I expected a trippy 70s journey where we all learn about ourselves. <laughs> what you see is me. That's some up with people bullshit right there. It what really made is. You, what made you pick this episode? Well, I just wanted to do an episode of Gummy Bears. I'm not sure. quite sure why, just because I remember it fondly. And I googled... Very special episodes of Gummy Bears. There you go. And there was a list of times the Gummy Bears had interacted with people in a way that could be considered very special. Right on. And this was on it. The only description was like, 
tummy make friends with a blind woman and i was like yeah. oh okay cool that sounds like oh i'm not i'm not blaming you for this episode's poor performance <laughs> that's not my point i was just curious about the what in, went into it um i i don't know like what what else would what, what what else do you want to talk about what's well what's going i did on with do you? okay so what's going on with me so i did uh wonder when she's like oh i hear the ogres and he says i don't hear anything oh, i was yes, like yes, yes, oh yes, is yes. that is that sort of the other senses are heightened thing? Is that real, like backed up by science? Or is that just a thing that we all, quote, know um, that yeah. isn't actually real? So I looked it up, and you know what? Science is divided on this. So oh, if you go to the National Federation of the Blind, to their website, they call this a myth. Uh, they say when a person loses one sense, the other senses do not become more acute to make up for the loss Blind persons may, through experience or training, use their other senses more, but the senses will not become measurably more acute or better. Um, sure. And then it says, however, anyone can learn to use their senses more efficiently, and many blind people have done this. So they just learn to use mm -hmm. them better, but it's not that you couldn't also learn to use your senses as well as they have. However, well, I remember from my, my very first intro to psychology class, at which point I realized that I was a super great psychologist mm. uh, until the end of that class. No, there, there is, it's a natural phenomenon. When you are trying to hear something, you tend to close your eyes. You can block out one sense to concentrate on another sense. doesn't mean your right. hearing gets better, but you know, that's just a, a kind of common thing. Right. So they say to, that to that's... reduce the interference. Right. So they say that that's a myth. And if the senses are better, it's because they have been trained to be better to be used more fully or whatever. So, mm -hmm. however, there was a study in 2017 led by the Shepin's Eye Research Institute of Massachusetts Eye and Ear. Um, mm -hmm. And this woman uh, that authored it, Karina M. Bauer, PhD, a scientist okay. at Harvard Medical School. And their findings are that the brain rewires itself to enhance the other senses in blind people. The well, brains of those who are born blind make new connections in the absence of visual information, resulting in enhanced compensatory abilities, such as a heightened well, sense of hearing, smell, and touch, as well as cognitive functions such as memory and language. It sounds like... Um, this science is very early on this, but they're hoping that they can do some more research in this vein and it will lead to more effective rehabilitation efforts to enable blind individuals to better compensate for the absence of visual information, especially people who lose their sight later. Yeah. If they can figure out how the brain does this in people who are born blind, then they can figure out how to uh, do rehabilitation and training for people who go blind later in life. Sure. And we're just one step closer to the movie Limitless. Uh, yeah, yeah, so science is split on whether or not um, this is a myth. Interesting. Well, not really, because we're just split on whether the brain is, is doing this. Is it not interesting? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I misspoke. Oh, it's not really split. I was like, all right, well, fuck off. It's your research. No, 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 no. I was correcting myself. Um, I misspoke. I got it, I got it a, little too, a little too late. Uh, <laughs> There's a usual, delay. I took it personally and then <laughs> thought about it. There's a bit of a delay on this uh, yeah. go to meeting, but... It seems like everyone agrees that they do have enhanced senses, but some people think that's because you train yourself to compensate in a way that any human could be trained. It makes and, sense, yeah. And other scientists say, no, your brain is rewiring itself in a way that wouldn't happen with a sighted individual. Sure. Hmm. So there we go. The debate rages on. <laughs> Looks like we're still 
in the dark about the facts. Oh, I could see that joke coming with my eyes closed. That's nope, that was pretty good too. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't mean to blindside you with my humor. Oh, nice. It doesn't make any senses. I don't know. This is going too fast. <laughs> that was good. There that you was, go. That no, was a good no, one. the the the, the no, senses one I liked a lot. <laughs> no eyesight. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just what? It's falling apart now. Oh, sorry, I can't find a way to get back to the thread. Of it. I I know a way. Who did you want to hug, and what did you learn? Let's see. I <laughs> see what I did there. See. See, see what I, did. I see what you did there. Uh, I learned a lot <laughs> about blindness in uh, my research and also a lot yeah. about gummy bears in my research. I, l- I learned about pushover Smurf, which again <laughs> is really something. Somebody was like, I don't know. Fuck it. What about pushover Smurf? <laughs> It must have been some nebbishy dude who was like... You know, Someone just, else was like, surely that's not the final name. Can we workshop the name? There's no time. Name it whatever you want. <laughs> Passive aggressive oh. Smurf. Sounds um, like Glenn is trying to put himself in the Smurf <laughs> script again. Just push over Smurf, then put upon Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> then martyr Smurf. I Secret values that nobody sees Smurf. Yeah. Wanted to hug Trina. I also wanted to um, hug Watcher the dog. Sure, I wanted to hug Watcher because all dogs need to be hugged. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I sure. I'll <laughs> hug. Tu- I'll hug Tummy. What? What do I care, man? <laughs> just, just, it's again. There's, there's just a. There's very few characters here. I don't really feel like hugging <laughs> Trina because here's the other thing about Trina. Not to go on and on about Trina, but number one, that name has always been hilarious to me. <laughs> Fight me about it, Trina's. Um, it, I don't know why. Trina always just makes me laugh as a name. Because um, it sounds like you fucked up Tina. It sounds like you're just <laughs> or like... Or short for Katrina or something. Is it? Yeah, sure. Sure, why not? Well, you know what else is? Cat. Why don't you go with that? There you go. Katie. Or just say the whole name, Katrina. That's a nice name. Mm-hmm. Um, is that when... Tummy uh, realizes that she's blind and uh, Trina is just meeting him. She doesn't do the, hey, can I touch your face thing? She's just hands on. And in the, can I touch your face to see what you look like, uh, wanders down south to his stomach. That's not a part of it. That's not anything to do with my face, Trina. Are you blind, though? Are you blind, Trina? Or do you just want to fuck up some ogres and peel up a gummy? Is that the truth of the matter, Trina? Trina records in her diary. (laughs) Fucked up some ogres. Filled up a gummy bear. Good day. Ate some pancakes. I'm thinking about writing some fan fiction about this that will disgust somebody in the distant future. One of my sheep got kidnapped, got sheep napped by some ogres, but it came back. But it turns out that's fine because my sheep pen is upsettingly crowded. (laughs) They were butts to nuts in that thing. Is that what it is? Asses to elbows? That's what's right next to her house with a big window over it so the smells can walk straight into her yeah, home. You might as well just did you might as well just get a poop scented candle. <laughs> what is that? Sheep shit? 
My uh, Yankee Candle Co. has a woodwick. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like real burning. It's sound. It has the sound of real burning shit as well. Crackles and plops. It's great. We have to stop. Hit us up, Yankee Candle, if you want a sponsorship. <laughs> just, just let us know. This episode brought to you by. Uh, okay, yeah, let's wrap this up because I'm feeling I'm oh, feeling okay. like whatever we say from here on out is only going to get worse. We're going down a dangerous path. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of a blind pun in time to, to say it just then, but just pretend I did, everybody. Folks, yuck, yuck, yuck. I hope that you enjoy the free time that you have now that we haven't taken up too much of your time with this episode. <laughs> Go hug a kid uh, if it's yours. Um, yeah. Learn to play an instrument. Uh, buy some cereal. Check in uh, on your friends. Look at the sunset, but not directly into it, or you might end up like Trina. I'm assuming that's yeah. what happened to her. Yeah, um, <laughs> thanks for joining us on this very in, uh, short episode of Hugging and Learning. Um, I hope you learned anything at all. <laughs> um, I think the thing about the, the, the blind and senses, that was, that was illuminating to me. Yeah, um, I thought for sure that couldn't be true because I was like, oh, that's probably one of those things that everybody thinks is true, but isn't. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, actually, it's, it is true, but it's complicated about why it's true. And yeah. Exactly. So yeah, once again, Gummy Bear is bringing up some really interesting, yeah. intricate issues. These are the questions of our times. Truly. Uh, okay, awesome. Thanks, folks, for joining us. And we will see you next time. Bring snacks and wash your hands. Seriously, wash your hands. For listening to Hugging and Learning. If you want to visit us online, our website is huggingandlearning.com, where you can find links to all the articles we talked about today, as well as our post office box where you can mail us snacks. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review, and tell your friends about us. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at huggingandlearningpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about the experiences you've had with things we talked about. Or you can send us suggestions on which episodes we should do next. Our podcast is produced by Miles Pulaski, who also wrote our theme music. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chelsea. See you next time. Bring snacks. Mm-hmm.